0: Hi, podcast friends. We're coming at you this week from the archives. Many of you have just found this pod, so I'm sharing one of our greatest hits from last year in case you missed it. It's one of my personal favorites, and I hope you enjoy
1: it was such a liberating day when we read that email that said congratulations not only is your show airing but you're the season for now <laughs> it's like what but now we have three weeks to prepare for like the biggest exposure of our lives you
0: know welcome to the startup cpg podcast i'm your host jesse freitag we've got a really fun episode today that i think will bring you a lot of joy and inspiration it's probably no surprise but your startup cpg team members are big shark tank fans Our startup CPG founder, Daniel, was watching Shark Tank a few months ago, and he just knew today's guest was someone we all needed to know. From the season 13 finale, where he landed a $600,000 deal from Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart, today's guest is Alexio Gibson. You don't need to have seen the Shark Tank episode to enjoy our conversation, but I definitely recommend watching it as soon as you can. So a little about Alexio. He's founder and CEO of the Transformation Factory and creator of their CMOS gel product, and he scaled the company to $3.5 million in revenue in just 11 months. Watch the shark's faces when they hear those numbers. He's an incredible storyteller, and I hope you'll be smiling and laughing along with us, or even crying a little like me. Plus, you might need a notebook for all the wisdom he shares. Listen in as Alexio shares about his career path from NASA to entrepreneurship, his personal health journey and transformation, launching a CMOS product during a pandemic, the best story I've ever heard for finding an online advertising expert, the process of getting on Shark Tank and what it was like being on the show, making a deal and the post show diligence process, what's next at the transformation factory and more. Hi, Alexio! Welcome to the show today. So excited to have you here. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you so much, Jesse. It's an honor to be here. I'm fired up and excited to uh, give back to your listeners any gems that I possibly can on entrepreneurship.
0: Awesome! That's amazing. And I, over the last you know week or so, I've I've watched your episode of Shark Tank, which was amazing. Your team sent me. Um, some CMOS product to try, which I've been experimenting with. And I got all my friends to try and they loved it. And then also been listening to your other interviews. And so it's just got me so excited to get to chat with you and glean, you know, wisdom from your amazing journey. So I would love if you could start us off by just telling us a little bit, a little bit about yourself and about the transformation factory. And then we'll kind of dig in from there into your background and, and more about, you know, the the latest happenings.
1: Well, uh, my name is Alexio. Again, I went to school for biomedical engineering. I worked for NASA on two different projects in Washington, D.C. at the headquarters. I left NASA to pursue entrepreneurship, as advised to me by my mentor at NASA. I took her advice and just started focusing on entrepreneurship, reading a lot of self-help books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich, some of the staples. And it really just got my mind ready for the journey that I was about to go on. And fast forward to 2020, the pandemic hit, and I wanted to make sure that my family was safe, their immune system was strong. And so I started making CMOS gel, something that's very, very uh, rich in our culture in the Bahamas. Since I was a little boy, you know, I've had aunts, uncles, and, and adults around. that would always talk about sea moss and using it to benefit their health anytime something was going on. So knowing that, you know, I made it. I put it in my family's drinks and put it in their coffees in the morning just so they can get their nutrients in. Uh, we started getting requests from nurses to supply them with moss gel because they were dealing with COVID patients and they wanted to keep themselves uh, safe. So we actually gave away our product for free for the first two months, just just pretty much giving it away to healthcare providers. Once we started getting over a hundred orders a week, we realized that we had to separate who got it for free and who paid a fee to keep us afloat. And we kept it free for nurses, but charged a small fee for everyone else. And I created a website to help me manage the orders. And within two weeks, due to the algorithms and the reviews we were getting and the sales that we were getting, it tipped us to the top of the search engine. And once that happened, everything changed in our business.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And can you kind of describe the... The key product that you have with the sea moss gel? You know, what are some of the flavors? Can you tell us a little bit about it and what you can use it for? Yes,
1: absolutely. So, sea moss is great for pretty much every living organism on the planet. Uh, so, you can use it as a face mask. You can use it in your hair as a leave in conditioner. Guys can even put it in their beards to help to grow their beards as a, as a leave in conditioner as well. It's a supermarine algae seaweed that grows in the ocean and it has uh, 90% of all. The the minerals that the human body needs and and thrives off of, from zinc to potassium, uh, you name it. It it attacks anti inflammation. It helps to rebuild fertility in men and women. Uh, It increases free roaming testosterone in men, uh, also boosts estrogen in women, and it lowers stress levels. It's just an overall supermarine food that has so many of the benefits that we need. So our flavors, we make our steam moss in pineapple, strawberry, goji berry, elderberry, soursop, just to name a few. And then we have the unflavored version as well for people that wants to cook with it, use it as a mask, or, you know, you can even mix a little bit of the raw steam moss gel in some water and water your plants and it'll uh, bring your plants back to life as well. So it's... uh, it's very, very good for a lot of, uh, of great things. I know I put a, a scoop of moss gel in my Frenchie's food uh, every time I feed him and he starts, you know, buzzing around the room, <laughs> you know, with so much energy you know, right after. So I know it's been really good for him as well.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I I didn't hadn't thought about the benefits for like animals or plants as someone that struggles to take care of the plants in my home maybe this will be the secret to helping me <laughs> yes. keep the pla- the plants alive but i love how versatile the gel is i've personally been uh i've been having the pineapple every day and i, know, I nice. love the flavor but i love on the jar how it you know add fluffiness to pancakes we had a friend come over with a beard and he put it in his beard and he was like <laughs> oh, this feels incredible. Like, this, like, nice. where do I get more of this? So Oh,
1: that's great. Yes, yes. You know, I, most of our customers are women. I would say probably 75% at least. And uh, normally the guys that get to try our product, they become so hooked on it that they never want to skip a day without it. You know, you, you take it right before the gym and you feel super brolic, like a pre-workout. And it gives you this uh, just of energy. Usually once guys feel that that energy one time, they're like, you know, you know what? I need CMOS in my house all the time.
0: <laughs> so <Yeah.
1: laughs> yes. so uh, the male customers we do have, we have them because usually a woman and a lady in their life has introduced it to them. So that's kind of how we've been getting our, our male clientele so far. But the goal is uh, absolutely to create a marketing campaign that targets men specifically because it, it's it's wonderful for men
0: as well. Yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm also fascinated by it's, It sounds like you, you know, you decided you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You knew that was going to be what's right for you. You leave NASA and then, but it seems like the start of this wasn't necessarily like, you know what, I'm going to sell CMOS gel from the beginning. It seems like it was something where you start putting it in your grandma's you know, morning drink, and then you're giving it away for free. And so at what point did did you kind of realize, like, was there this moment where you're like, is is this the entrepreneurship thing I was looking for? <laughs> or did from the beginning, you know, maybe it was going to turn into that? Like, take me back, yes. you know, to that time a little bit.
1: Well, uh, you're absolutely right. The CMOS business was never supposed to be a business. Uh, what I was working on was creating the transformation factory, which we are, which would be a place that people can come and we can help them transform while using my transform, transformation story uh, and the weight loss that I've incurred. And that we knew that at some point we would build out a website that would offer holistic products as well as everything else that we're working on behind the scenes to to make that happen. Uh, however, Cmos, I always tell people I, I kind of got bullied into a multi-million dollar business because uh, I people kept asking me for this product because they were so afraid during the the lockdown in 2020, and I couldn't. Deny them, you know. The, these are friends and friends of friends that were really concerned, or even some people that had COVID. And it was due to the sheer amount of orders that I was getting that I just wanted to fulfill everything. You know, I wanted to make sure that I had enough money to buy uh rebuy supplies. But it was ma- mostly just giving back, wanting to make sure that these people got what they needed. It wasn't until I created uh, an Etsy page, which is a marketplace, and I, I created that page for the simple fact. That I wanted help processing orders because at the time I was still writing down very manually in a book everyone's name, address, their Cash App, their Zelle. It was a nightmare once it got to like 50 orders. And I said, you know, why don't I just create a landing page where people can put in their own credit card information, address, name. They can click exactly what size they want, and all I have to do is print the label and make the product. And I did that thinking I was just making my life easier. But what I didn't factor in was that the reviews that they would leave and the amount of sales that were coming in daily would send a message to Etsy that anyone that's searching CMOS needed to see our page. Uh, We quickly became the best sellers six weeks after launching on Etsy. And literally, we've been riding the momentum ever since. Uh, The big break for us was maybe three months after launching our Etsy, we started our own website started running ads, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, and just working and tripling down on marketing, something we never did before because, again, you know, we weren't anticipating that this would be such a big thing. Uh, Once we realized that it had potential, I went right into CEO mode. And I said, okay, how can we maximize this? And put together, I started taking some marketing courses myself, following different e-commerce gurus online, signing up for their workshops, and just making myself a little bit more familiar with marketing since I had went to school for engineering. And once I had learned enough, I knew enough to put together a solid team. I did that and literally we grew our company times six in in 48 hours of me hiring uh, my first director in marketing. And since then to now, we've just consistently got bigger and bigger and bigger every month. And uh, we've been in business now for about a year, a year and four months.
0: Wow, that is incredible. And can you tell us about how you found the person that really helped you with ads? Because I loved that story that I heard you share because I think it's tied to you educating yourself. And then you end up finding the person that really helped you transform your advertising. Can you tell us about that?
1: <laughs> yes, I love this story. We're so close now. and We tell this story all the time. But I had gotten frustrated with trying to find an ad agency or a marketing agency that can do the work for, for me. Who like, hey, I know I'm sitting on gold. Our reviews and our social proof are out of this world. And at the time I had another company buying our product, and relabeling it they were selling our product for twice the amount and there was they had 800 orders in the same time that we had 50 so i told myself right then and there it's the same product same formula even same packaging at the time because it was very generically packaged didn't have a logo or a name or anything back then this a thank you tag made with love <laughs> so it could be it could have been anyone's brand and when i realized another company was selling 800 orders at twice the amount to our 50 i said Uh, I don't have a product issue. I have a marketing issue. So I I, kind of went back to the classroom in a sense and I started to take on running ads myself after trying a few agencies and not really getting the results that I wanted. So I wanted to take things into my own hands. Uh, While I was on Instagram looking up gurus and watching videos, I got a direct message from a bot. (laughs) You know, it was a a random bot account with one follower following one account. And it said, Hey, this guy is giving away free e e commerce classes teaching how to run ads. And because I was in the mood of, in in the mode of, you know, really extracting as much information as I could to make myself more knowledgeable in that niche. I was open for any information. So I was so hungry that I actually paid attention to a bot, something I would normally just delete (laughs) (laughs) to to not get myself in trouble. But I was like, you know what, it's not a a website link, you know, it's just an Instagram page. Let me just check it out. Checked it out. This guy had maybe a thousand followers, uh, but he had these Loom videos. Videos explaining very complex things in in the ad space, and I thought he did such a great job at explaining it. It So detailed, there was a a confidence that came from him that just said, "Man, this guy really knows what he's doing." And he was doing a raffle. You know, it's one of those raffles where tag three friends in this post, and we'll select a random winner, and you'll win a free education course. So I literally messaged him. I said, "Hey, I really don't want to lose this chance because of a raffle. Can we please get on a call?" and I would just love to see if we can work together. And uh, he sent me a DM within 10 minutes with his calendar link. And he said, book a call with me, you know? And we got on a call the very next day. I did a screen share with him, showing him our analytics, our sales, our reviews. And he said, oh my goodness. He said, you have no idea, but you're sitting on gold. He was like, the data that you've collected, the reviews, the social proofing you have, you literally check every single box. Uh, for someone that could be massively successful. He said, I'll prove it to you. He said, I'll work for you for free for three weeks just to show you that I'm serious. Within 48 hours, our sales was four times the the normal rate within 48 hours. And I said, okay, three-week trial is over. You're you're (laughs) hired. (laughs) I said, let's get to work. (laughs) You know, wasn't my my intentions to like really use him for the full three weeks knowing that he just did that 48 hours. I was so ready to work. And even though I was at the point where I was learning it myself and I was taking it into my own hands, Obviously, having somebody that was way more qualified to do it for me uh, allowed me to do and be where I needed to be, which at the time, with the lack of staff I had in the beginning, it was literally being in the kitchen making the product. And just to give you an example of how backed up we were and how many orders uh, that I was getting, fulfilling another company's brand as well as mine, I went three days making seam without a break and without sleep. And on the fourth day, I I called my mom and say, hey, I need you to take me to the emergency room.
0: (laughs) I'll never forget
1: the look on her face when she literally, her eyes tore open, she jumped out of bed like a ninja. (laughs) And she said, you have to go where? And I said, I need to go to the emergency room. My entire body hurts. I don't know what's going on. And I got to the hospital and uh, it was extreme uh, dehydration, extreme uh, exhaustion. And uh, I was hospitalized for almost five days, just getting back to normal. When I got out of the hospital, that's when I hired my very first employee. Uh, That was a year and uh, and four months ago. And today we have close to 50 employees. So it just grew so quickly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And, and, And speaking about health stories, I'm wondering if you could share with us a little about your own transformational health journey that, that helped lead you to where you are now.
1: Okay, yes. So uh, I, I was born and raised in the Bahamas. Uh, my caretaker was my grandmother, who loved to cook and bake. And you know, it's very stereotypical grandmother. You know, very sweet, and there's banana bread in the kitchen every every day. <laughs> you know, she just loved to cook, loved to bake, loved to do these things. Uh, growing growing up, I was always an uh, an overweight child, and I kind of just kept growing and stacking on top of itself year after year. Uh, by the time I I was 19 years old. I was over 500 pounds, and I had a doctor tell myself and my mother that, "Hey, if he keeps going at this rate, he's not going to live to see 30." And it was at that point that was a a huge uh, awakening for all of us where we started paying attention to my health. It it wouldn't have been until a few years later that I really, once I got into college and I was in that whole system where, you know, there's a gym on campus and there's other students that are into fitness and you become friends with them and, you know, you become uh, who you surround yourself with. And I started to really pay attention to my my health and started going really hard in the gym. Uh, I was able to, drop my first 160 pounds within 13 months, uh, a year and a month, uh, just from doing a lot of cardio, restricting my uh, how much calories that I was eating a day, and just being consistent. Um, and that helped me knock off, uh, I would say, the, the first 150, 160 pounds. The second 150 pounds that I lost Bringing me to a total of three hundred pounds loss happened once I switched my diet uh, to a plant based diet. I uh, became vegan four years ago, and I literally watched the weight just melt off of me, just just pour off of me. Even before I I went back into the gym, just from my diet alone. And you know, since then I've just been maintaining my weight loss. And recently. You know, just getting uh, I just added a second session to my daily gym (laughs) activities so that I can actually get to like my final finish goal. Uh, But so far, I've lost 300 pounds. And my goal is to share my story, share how I did it. We've been filming the, the whole process for the last few years. And the goal is to really help other people transform and do the same thing while sharing with them my recipes, my workouts, uh, videos that I've done, uh, just to inspire them, motivate them and keep them going.
0: Wow, thank you for sharing your story. That is, that's incredible. And I think the the logo of the Transformation Factory is such a powerful logo. The The Sharks uh, noted it on the, well, when you were on Shark Tank of the, it's, it's such a, such powerful imagery. And so I'm so excited to see what you continue to To share through the Transformation Factory, and that you've documented what you've you've done to help share with other people. I just I think that's incredible how you want to give back and and you know help help others along their journey.
1: Yes, no, thank you so much. It's it's definitely been a a very long road, and uh, I try to be the solution I wish I had when I was uh, in middle school and in high school, and really wanted the guidance and the knowledge on what to do to start my own transformation. And so you know I want wanted to be the solution for that, using my own story to create almost like a, a guidebook, a guide video on everything that we did. So um, I'm looking forward to helping other people and we call them our transformers. And, you know, one day, you know, having our own podcast and our own really conventions even, where we have a stage full of transformers that we've helped to to shape uh, into the best versions of themselves and give them a platform to share their stories as well. You know, that's, that's the big picture is to create this digital playground, this digital uh, community and support system where people can come together, have common ground, and encourage and motivate each other. It'll start with mine, but in, in a beautiful world, it'll be hundreds of thousands of people all sharing their story and having such an amazing uh, community to to help support one another.
0: Yeah, that's incredible, and I, and I love that that the CMOS gel has has given you that you you knew that the transformation factory was what you wanted, and then you yes. you realized that CMOS gel was was a way to a first you know one of many ways to start building that. And so I love how you found that connection and you know have able been able to grow so quickly. That's, it's incredible.
1: Uh, Thank you so much. It's very surreal, uh, Jesse. I have to tell you uh, a lot of days I still wake up and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe this is my life. (laughs) I can't believe even the things that are stressing me out, like Right now, we we got over 15,000 orders in one night when we aired on Shark Tank. And it's like, wow, we just did a few months worth of orders in 24 hours with our small team. What do we do? (laughs) Now we need a bigger warehouse. We need this. We need that. We need this. And It can be very intense. It can be extremely intense. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, I can't believe these are actually my real life problems now. (laughs) You know, it's like supply chain and logistics and processes and hiring and training and creating new uh, chambers in my business. You know, we have a marketing team. We have a customer service team. I have a CFO now, a COO, a legal counsel. And it's like, man, this all happened in a year. (laughs) You know, it's just me in the kitchen uh, with my grandma grandmother, a uh, sweet grandmother helping me label the jars and my little sister who's 12 now taping up boxes <laughs> to help me <laughs> uh, package my orders, <laughs> you know, and uh, we went from that to a team of 50 and a deal with Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart all within our first year of business.
0: Wow. So, yeah. So I'd love to talk more about your Shark Tank experience. I'd like to, to first talk a little bit about how you ended up on Shark Tank cuz I think from listening to your other interviews there was you know you you kind of had an intro to TV a little earlier, and maybe an audition that your mom tricked you into going to a little bit. I'd love to hear about how kind of your intro (laughs) to TV happened.
1: Well, Jesse, I'm very impressed. You've done your research. (laughs) Uh, You've done uh, great research. Uh, (laughs) Most most people don't know half as much as you do when I I interview with them. So kudos to you for being an amazing journalist. (laughs) Uh, But you're absolutely (laughs) right. Um, my journey started, as you know, uh, I was over 500 pounds. Uh, my mom tricked me into going to a biggest loser casting, which was a show I badly wanted to be on. I just felt like that show would fix all my problems. I would get chosen, I would lose all my weight, and then, you know, I'll be this whole new person. And so she saw that there was an open casting in Miami, and they were looking for duos like mom and son, brother, sister, best friend. They were just looking for teams. And my mom, being overweight at the time as well. She's had her own transformation since. But back then, we, we both needed to lose an absorbent amount of weight. So she's like, come on, baby, let's do it together. you know. And I'm like, man, if you want to do it, I'll do it. So we go to the open casting call. We wait on a 10-hour line uh, to get seen for 60 seconds. And right, right before we enter the building, after waiting 10 hours, it was our turn. My mom pulled out last minute. She said, I can't do this. This is you, you know? They're gonna love you. They're gonna love your story. Um, you go ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, Really? Come like, come on, let's just go. She's like, We just waited ten hours, you're just gonna leave. <laughs> so she set me up and I went inside and she was right. We did a group interview with like twelve people, and I was one of the ten people that entire day that got a call back and a sit down interview and I made it to the next round. Um, Didn't make the show. Uh, About a year later, I get a call from the same executives that says, hey, we know we couldn't get you on last season. Your story is incredible. We want you on this season. That season came and went. (laughs) I didn't make that one either. Six months later, I get another call from the same execs. They're like, hey, we have another weight loss show called Extreme Weight Loss. We would love to have you on that show. (laughs) And I said, you know what? This has been a lot of uh, emotional up and down, but let's go. Let's (laughs) Let's give it a third try. Uh, That one, I made it all the way to finals where they actually flew me out. We started filming and doing everything. And for the first time, I finally felt like, wow, this is it. This is my time. You know, this has been like two and a half half years in the making. And I finally made it to the point where I'm filming. And it wasn't until a week later after casting that everything went south. We had our exit interviews right before officially making the show. I was told by so many people that I was a top pick for the show among the 30 candidates at that point. And right before the day before our exit interview, something changed. And. uh you know, I was eliminated. As you can imagine, I was completely crushed. Uh, yeah. All the executive producers of the show were like huge fans of me. And they were really upset that, um, you know, people above them made a decision that they didn't think was, was right. So they wanted to stay in touch with me. They They really bonded with me. They wanted to know that I was going to be successful in my weight loss journey, even without the show, because now they're personally invested. And um, obviously I struggled, uh, you know, I, I, and but I came to the point where I needed to take care of my health and make it happen with or without the support. And those producers and those casting directors for that weight loss show, they do that for a living. So as freelancers, they cast for a lot of shows. And while I'm here minding my own business and just trying to get CMOS out to everybody, (laughs) making sure everyone's okay, they were following me on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and, and all of these social media platforms. And they saw the momentum that I was getting. And one of them reached out to me and said, hey, have you ever thought about being on Shark Tank? <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? That's like, a uh, my that's the only time I'll turn my TV on <laughs> is to watch Shark Tank. I would love to be on that show. And they said, you know, we really feel like you have what it takes to be on that show. And I said, no way, there's no way. We're brand new. <laughs> and why would they want us on the show, you know? Uh, but she just said, hey, send an email around this time. You know, they're going to be starting casting for the new season. So she gave me like a email uh, to kind of start the process a little bit early with with a referral, but that person never responded back to me and i would I would email them every week and they would never get back to me so then. The official casting opened up for the season. She was trying to get me in before that opened, before it got crazy. And no one ever got back to me during that time. So once the official casting opened for the rest of the world, I said, let me just go on Shark Tank's website and apply like a regular person without a referral so I don't miss the window. And I did that. I had one of their PAs call and just do a phone interview. It's kind of like a, a process of elimination. And right after that call, They heard the story. They heard our numbers. And they said, wow, this is absolutely incredible. They kept asking me to repeat the numbers. They didn't they couldn't believe it. And once I told them the numbers, they said, we're moving you on to the next round immediately. (laughs) And and that's when the whole thing started. It was definitely a long process, probably seven months of back and forth and not knowing if you're going to make it or not. Uh, But the day there was one day I got a call and it was from California. And I picked up and it just said, Hey, Alexio, we just wanted to formally congratulate you. <laughs> and I stopped them mid-sentence. I said, oh my goodness, I know what you're about to tell me. I was at my factory with my whole staff at the time. And I said, can I just put you on hold and share this information with my whole team so we can hear it together at the same time? And they said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I went back inside. I called everyone over and had them turn off all the machines and I and I put it on speakerphone. And I said, hey, can you repeat what you were just saying? <laughs> and (laughs) They said, hey, you know, I just wanted to congratulate you and let you know you guys are about to be on Shark Tank. <laughs> and my entire team lost it. <laughs> they wow. all screaming and cheering. And they're like, oh my goodness, what is this going to mean? <laughs> we're going to need help. You know, everyone's just like going on a tangent. And um, a few months later, we flew out to California. We filmed. It was an amazing experience. Everything was so smooth. We were treated uh, so nice. And, you know, the process was a lot less daunting than I thought it would be and it was just an amazing experience all the way through we got four offers out of from we got four sharks uh that gave us an offer out of five and we literally had like a bidding war (laughs) uh, amongst the sharks for us for us you know it's like wow who do we think we are having having the sharks fight over us and a few months prior I thought we weren't even good enough to be on that show You know, boy, was I wrong. (laughs) So it it was just an absolutely amazing experience. And, you know, once you actually get a deal on the show, there's a very long due diligence process where now the sharks and their teams are getting to know you, the company, the financials, you know, the ins and outs of every single detail to uh, ensure that it is still a great investment. You know, that's a part of the show a lot of people don't realize is that when the sharks hear your pitch, that's honestly the first time they've ever heard of you or your business. The only people that know everything about your business at that point are the people on the inside but not the actual sharks so as you can imagine people get excited they go on these shows and they lie you know they lie about their numbers they fabricated or they may honestly just not know their numbers so they guess and once sharks do their due diligence some a lot of times there's no real deal to be had because you know now that we've done our homework the numbers you gave us on the show doesn't match. So even though we made a deal on the show, there was still this uneasy uh, side that, man, what if we don't pass due diligence? What if they see something that they don't like? You know. And thankfully, that wasn't our problem. We actually underprojected and we grown twice, uh, twice our volume before the show even aired we we grew oh, organically wow. <laughs> twice twice as much as we did when we did our pitch so we definitely weren't in that statistic bubble <laughs> of <laughs> most people these people don't get a real deal we 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 become so much bigger we've showed you that we're working very hard even before you come on board. (laughs) And um, it's just been an incredible journey. I'm so grateful. And if you know anything about Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart's story, they come from a background of working very hard, extreme work ethic, very kind. People in their teams around them have nothing but kind and nice things to say about them. And now that I've been able to interact with them in some capacity, uh, Um, I I can say that that is extremely true, and they're a very supportive bunch, and I couldn't ask for better partners and I can't wait until the day comes where we're actually working together on projects and growing the business. Right now it's a it's a lot of uh, you know just formalities and getting a lot of formalities out of the way. It's kind of like buying a home. You know, you want it to happen in 24 hours but it just doesn't happen like that. <laughs> so um, right. So right now it's a lot of formalities but a lot of excitement, a lot of support. Um, everyone's proud and everyone's excited to get to work, you know, so looking forward to the new chapter, um, when we actually all come together and then hopefully we'll be back on the show as a, as a guest of where are they now, you know, be one of their star examples, you know, that's something I really thrive for.
0: Yeah. How incredible. That's amazing. And I'm, I'll definitely, you know, I, I hope that all of our listeners are able to watch Um, you know your your episode and your pitch because just watching the sharks faces when you I think I think you say like in the last 11 months you know we've had three over three million dollars in revenue and their faces their faces all kind of show this almost double take of like did he just say three million over a number bigger than three for 11 months like whoa like I loved I just loved seeing the reactions
1: uh, you're going to make me rewatch my episode now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, I you. would,
0: I also am curious, like how, how many times did you practice your pitch? Your, you know, your pitch was incredible. Um, You know, oh. how much practice was, was behind the scenes. And then also, what did it feel like to be standing there in the room, you know, and how long were you actually standing there talking with them compared to what goes, you know, what airs on TV? Okay. Well,
1: as far as practice, I had maybe two and a half to three weeks with my pitch. Uh, I want to say two weeks uh, because My pitch got changed uh, at least a few times. And then again, like a week and a half to two weeks right before the show. But to answer your question, I was reciting that pitch like my favorite song (laughs) because I wanted to make sure... That I didn't mess up, that I delivered, and that I projected. I had inflection, I had deflection, I had everything that was ever taught to me uh, giving a speech, and so I so I knew the pitch very well. And once I got on on set, everyone asked this question, like, "Wow, like what did that?" F- Feel like when those double doors open. And there's two sets of double doors. So the first set of double doors open, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to see when these doors open? And it's the infamous shark tank hallway. You know, you have the fish tanks on the side and this very mm-hmm. long hallway. And then you know when you get to the end of that hall that there's a last set of double doors that's going to open. And when those doors open, you're going to see faces of people you've been watching for the last 10 plus years (laughs) on your favorite show. And for me, I kind of go into fight or flight mode whenever... I have to deliver and it's only me and it's up to me. It's it's kind of like an athlete in the fourth quarter of a last game, like Kobe Bryant. And, you know, in the last quarter and you're 10 points behind and it's up to you to win this for the team or not. When those second set of double doors opened, I went straight into fourth quarter mode. And I said, you know what to do. You know what to say. You know, my biggest thing was not getting embarrassed or not being able to answer a question. Of uh, any question that the sharks asked, I knew my numbers uh, like the back of my hand. Uh, I had so many scientific studies. I had sent my product off to labs in the U.S., Brazil, any Ph.D. food scientist that I can get my hands on to test our product to make sure that what I was saying, I was actually able to prove. And because I had those things in place, my confidence on what I was speaking on uh, was through the roof. I knew that I can answer every question. And then when it came to medical things, I had proof that I can show them. And when those double doors opened, I said, hey, you had have- Every single thing in your arsenal, just give it to them. It's a conversation, you know? And I went straight into it. I wasn't nervous when I saw Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary, and oh my goodness, Kevin Hart is a massive star, right? And I'm like face to face with these guys. And I felt completely calm in that moment. I don't know what it was, but I felt very calm in that moment. I felt I could just speak to them. And I think you kind of see that on the show that we just had like, you know, it wasn't one of those episodes where the sharks are really mean or they're digging like really deep and it's like super yeah. uncomfortable. It was like, you know, it was like we were dancing. It was it was yeah. just like such a great moment. Uh, and to answer your question, I think my segment was maybe 10 minutes, but we filmed for close to an hour. <laughs> you oh, know? wow. Uh, so, you know, I think they, they edit out a lot of things that would probably be boring to the viewer like we did get into a lot of details when it came to cost of goods uh you know me knowing my numbers how do i know that cmos has these minerals in there um you know where are we going in the future uh, there was even a video that we played uh, during my episode showing my transformation of me day one in the gym. You know, a lot of, you know, we saw a slideshow of the images, but we didn't see the video. So, you know, everything can't make it. They take the best 10 minutes of of, of the best hour and they give you a dynamic, uh, a dynamic show. that gives you all the details that you would want as a viewer. Uh, but we're we're definitely there for for a lot longer than you see.
0: <laughs> yeah! So. Wow! Yeah, I feel like I feel like that I was there. That you're an incredible storyteller. So that that oh. is so amazing <laughs> to get to. Hear about what it was really like to be on the set. That that uh, is incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great experience. It's still it's still so surreal, you know. I bet. But um but it, it's it's been a major blessing. I'm so grateful. And more importantly, I'm just looking forward to seeing how we can touch other lives and get into other spaces and make our product more accessible around the world. We're already uh in the middle of international deals. Again, this is pre-sharks, you know. Again, just want to make sure that Um, I'm a great investment to them and that I keep my word and that I'm working very hard as an owner, as a CEO of this business. You know, we have uh, multiple countries that want our product. Uh, We have Amazon that literally flew from their headquarters to our little factory in South Florida just to say everyone's looking for your product on our website and you're not there. How do we fix this? Imagine wow. getting a visit from Amazon saying wow. that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like, kind of a big deal, Jesse, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> And, you know, they're asking us this as we're like swamped and 10,000 orders behind, right? <laughs> and it's like, man, yeah. Amazon gives us a platform we're in trouble right now. We need to aggressively build our team to handle that. So, you know, we, we will be launching on Amazon within the next 30 to 60 days. But, oh, wow! you know, it's Amazon. Everyone wants their stuff in two days and it could be very strict. And we want to make sure that we have everything in place before we do that. To make sure that we can serve our customers the best way possible but we're at the point now where we're stalling our growth because it's happening so fast and uh, it's a good problem to have but only temporary <laughs> you know you want to figure out how to maximize and absolutely be able to serve as many people uh, that wants our product without turning away or having to say, hey, let's stall our launch. Let's stall, you know, adding Amazon. Let's stall adding these new products because we have to catch up and, and maximize our team size. So it, it, it's, it's been a, a huge learning experience for myself as a first-generation CEO, uh, first-generation college student, first, first to everything in my family. And, you know, what makes that challenging is I can't call an uncle or my dad or or anyone in my family and say, hey, what do I do here? It's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're the first to do it. (laughs) You're the pioneer. We'll love you and support you and cheer you on, but we can't actually give you processes, you know? So this is me four o'clock in the morning, reading blogs and watching videos and, you know, joining, joining groups and looking at, looking for mentors that are in my niche that are successful, uh, successful for a lot longer than I have. And, You know, this is the part that, you know, a lot of people don't see or factor in on what it takes to really get a startup off the ground is that you're really on the ground learning and growing and executing and processing all at the same time every single day uh, with no days off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I don't complain about it. It literally has grown me so much. And um, I'm so much sharper in so many areas today than I was even a year ago.
0: Yeah. Wow. Man, that's so many incredible, you know, just a... a snow all there's all the hard work behind it but you can see that the snowball kind of started rolling down the hill a little bit and it just keeps keeps growing of all these you, you know you've got amazon coming after you and all like it's just that's so incredible to hear and so exciting yeah no,
1: thank you Jason.
0: and you mentioned so the first like the day the episode aired you got like fifteen thousand orders i'm guessing in the coming days you got even more and then i don't know if it like i used to I've I've watched a lot of Shark Tank myself, and I know sometimes I've seen the same episode a couple of times, you know, so I'm yes. guessing you get some other bumps. Like, has it just like, you know, had, had the did the volume just continue to really uh, spike after the episode aired as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. It did. And, and that was the biggest surprise to myself and my team. We knew, obviously, that air night uh, it was the, we were the season finale episode at that. We were the only deal of the season finale. And then, of course, we made a deal with the biggest shark on the show and the guest shark of the evening. Everything was lined up for us to have a home run. And we expected that night to be a big one. What I didn't anticipate was that the momentum would continue for three weeks post the show. Wow. (laughs) I could not believe it. I I mean, even getting a full week after the show uh, would have been a a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a little, we're almost two months removed since that episode aired. And we're still extremely elevated from our old numbers prior to the show. And I told my team, I I said, I I think this is our new norm. We keep waiting for it to end, but it's not ending. This is our new norm now, (laughs) you know, Uh and um, we just have to rise to the occasion. So literally we just closed on a 12,000 square foot facility We're currently in a 3,000-square-foot facility, so this is four times the size. It gives us the space to expand to Amazon, bringing new products, expand our team and our processes, and help us to serve our customers uh, even more. Also, we've recently uh, invested $100,000 into a a machine that will shelf-stabilize our product product because our product is a perishable right now. Yeah, so we send our product frozen on ice with express one to two day shipping. We do do everything to get it to the customer, you know, still uh, temperature controlled. Once we're able to shelf stabilize our product, which we'll be able to do Fall of this year, we now can get our product in stores because now it doesn't require refrigeration, and we were able to do this without adding any preservatives or stripping away any of the health benefits or taste of the product, which is a blessing in itself. Uh, So now we're gearing up for mass production and being in other spaces like retail shelves and and grocery stores and restaurants, uh, and also being able to ship worldwide. Because we get requests all the time that, hey, Colombia wants your stuff, Canada wants mm-hmm. it, the Bahamas wants it. And it's like, man, how do we get a perishable to these countries within 24 to 48 hours without right. it being like a $200 postage, <laughs> you know? So the answer is uh, now that we can shelf stabilize our product, we can send it Um Within five days, and not have to worry about it being spoiled. Uh, we don't have to overnight to a different country anymore, like we did, like we do right now. And that alone is going to give us so much expansion room and so much opportunity to triple quadruple our sales and be in different in different spaces. So I'm extremely excited uh, for my company and where we're headed. My biggest stress factor as CEO is making sure that we have the processes and the team in place to handle it all. And, and there is a such thing as uh, growing so fast that it's a bad thing, and mm-hmm. especially if you're not handling it uh, properly. So that's what keeps me up at night is <laughs> you know a bunch of spaghetti maps in my head a lot of sticky notes all over all over the house all over my office and making sure that we we have done every single thing we've thought of everything and that we're still being creative and being innovative and adding something new to the table in the process
0: yeah wow and it's it's amazing to me that you grew so much while you know even from the time that the the episode was filmed to then the due diligence and everything you grew so much showing the, the sharks that it was, you know, even more valuable than when you first pitched, but also like, I think you only had a few weeks from when you found out that the episode was going to air to when it did air to prep for orders. And I think it had been so long that maybe you thought that you weren't even going to make the cut for the season. Is that (laughs) right?
1: That is so right. So we were told behind the scenes that we would know at least three weeks ahead of time, if we were going to air, um, because there's no guarantee that you're going to air. They might find something in your company they don't like, and you may be a liability. Or there might just be better pictures than yours, you know? So this is a show they they overshoot, they overproduce, and they pick the best of the best of the best. And just because you filmed doesn't mean that you're actually going to get greenlit and and be on television. So we, we were put in a place where we didn't want to jump the gun. And order a bunch of materials or start hiring a ton of people, not knowing for certain that we would be on the show because we're a cash ran business and spending our liquid capital to prepare for a storm that may not even come could be extremely risky. So risky that it could put us out of business because we just spent all of our cash flow preparing for a show that we may or may not be on. So we waited for the official word <laughs> and it was such a liberating day when we read that email and said congratulations not only is your show airing but you're the season finale <laughs> it's like what but now yeah. we have three weeks to prepare for like the biggest exposure of our lives you know yeah. and you know I told my team they were so excited but then when I told them that we aired in three weeks their faces all dropped <laughs> it's like <laughs> they were excited but they were also like Holy crap! What are we yep. gonna do? Millions of Americans are gonna see our, our our product in three weeks. But I love my team so much. They all got together right away. They gave up their weekends for me. They gave. Uh, they worked until two o'clock in the morning some days. They just worked overtime because they believe in the vision. They see where we're headed. They see uh, where I've taken them as as their leader and. You know, we treat our staff incredible. You know, uh, we we, we do a lot of fun things together, a lot of leadership building. I I would say this is a major key to anyone listening that's starting a business. This is truly true. Uh, If you take care of your team, they take care of you. You know, Mm -hmm. there's always a few bad apples, but they're the exception. They're not the rule. If you really pour into your team, you care about them, their life, their livelihood. Uh, You offer them a competitive pay. You show them that you value their heart. Work and you reward them for their hard work, um, and you do things with them outside of work. That they're going to be indebted to you like a family member, and that's very true for my for my team. You know, there were some nights after Post Shark Tank where my team left literally at two or three o'clock in the morning from working nine a.m. the night before. <laughs> you know, the morning before, uh, almost a twenty four hour period. Just because that's how dedicated they were to making sure that we got these orders out. So the relationship I built with my team made this possible because if I was a different kind of leader and they were just there for a paycheck and, you know, I didn't show them that we really care about them and that we were a team. You know, I wouldn't have had that level of commitment and I would be in a completely different place right now. I would be in a rut, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important that as you build your business, that relationship capital is worth more money, more than money in the bank sometimes. uh, Because what people are willing to do for you because of who you are and how you treat them. Is so much more than you can ever pay for. And my team has been an amazing blessing. And um, it puts pressure on me as a CEO, because I want to make sure that my business is growing exponentially. So these people has poured so much into me and my business that I have a place for them tomorrow. I have a position for them to grow into. I have a position that they can grow into. And this could become like a lifetime career of theirs. But that would only happen if I have longevity and I'm doing all the right things as a CEO to grow and maximize this business. From our first year was a five million in revenue. We're halfway into the year and we're already we're ready uh five million dollars in. With our trajectory, we would wow. hit at minimum ten million um in our second year in business. So so far we've been growing exponentially and my goal is to maintain that momentum and to keep maximizing on that so that the people that are packing are now our logistics coordinators one day, you know, and, yeah. and to, to put them in these positions that can really define them and, and shape the, their lives. Um, I have people that work for me that didn't even have cars when they first started working and now they have vehicles <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're taking care of their families and and it it really warms my heart to know that we had talent like this just at home twiddling their thumbs and we were able to create an opportunity for them where they can provide for themselves their family and and also personal personally develop into to greater men and women
0: yeah oh that's that's just incredible um what a great a great note to have here at the end at the end of our episode too that's that's amazing well i'm hoping that our listeners definitely get to try some CMOS gel in their life, they can go to, you know, CMOSTransformation.com. I recommend following you on Instagram at CMOS Transformation. Um, it's been fun to get to see like the facility that you mentioned. Um, and then yes. it sounds like, you know, Amazon's coming up. So I'm definitely hoping our listeners get some transformation factory and CMOS gel in their life, because this is just been so incredible to hear the story behind everything and your story and your passion and insights and just what an inspiration you are so this has been so amazing Alexio I could talk to you uh forever but I I should probably let you get back to uh to building your incredible business so but I'm so so glad you took the time to you know share your story with our community it truly means so much
1: uh, thank you so much, Jesse. This was a, a beautiful interview. It's been an honor to uh, sit with you and, and go over these questions. And uh, I really hope I was able to add any value to your listeners. You know, I was, I'm was. i still that guy that listens to podcasts for motivation and tips and, and everything. And it's always podcasts where I can write down the most gems that are the most invaluable to me. So my goal on this call was to just add value to anyone listening and I hope I was able to do that
0: yeah absolutely I think so I think there I think everybody's going to need new notebooks after after this episode so (laughs) this is (laughs) this has been awesome so yeah thank you so much and so excited to continue to follow your progress and definitely the startup CPG community and I we are all cheering for you
1: thank you so much Uh, I look forward to the future and if you guys ever wanted a follow-up or question and answer with your listeners. I'm always available. Uh, It'll it'll be uh, an honor to keep working with you guys. But Best of luck to uh, a very successful podcast and, and a brand that you're building. And I can tell you just from your homework and how this whole process has been, it has been a, a really great experience. So you guys are doing a, an amazing job.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And yeah, we would love to have you you back sometime. So that's great. So we'll have to, we'll have to stay tuned. That'd be so fun to get to work together on something again.
1: Yeah, absolutely thank you again.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us. This Startup CPG podcast is executive produced by me, Jesse Freitag. Theme music is by The Super Fantastics. We'd love to have you join our community of founders and experts. Get the invite at startupcpg.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. It's the easiest way to help us grow our community. See you next time.